the sports dance. Hey everyone, and welcome to the sports dance. I'm your host, Greg, and this week, we missed last week, sorry, I was in a hospital having a baby, not me personally, but the wife was. So we're back this week though, and the proud grandfather's with us as well. Paul, how you doing? Greg, um, a huge congratulations uh, with all that's going on in the world and the crazy stuff. Having a beautiful granddaughter and you having a daughter um, just makes things right in the world and makes you realize what's important. And I think we're going to talk a little bit about that, people with babies, playing sports and that kind of stuff. But congratulations. Um, she is absolutely gorgeous. And um, you and Mary, uh, the best of both of you. Well, thank you very much. Yes. So happy, healthy baby girl, healthy mom, healthy wife. Everything's good. But now let's talk some sports because a lot's happened, Paul. The week we missed Paul, of course, everything happened. The whole sports world went crazy. The Washington Redskins or the Washington, now the Washington football team, came out <laughs> saying that's what we're going to be called. The NHL started a new franchise in the Seattle Kraken. Uh, just like a bunch of other things happened. And that's all in the past now, so we can't talk about it. So we got to talk about what happened this week. But that, that still leaves a lot. It does. It does. There is so much going on. We used to watch the sportscasters at the end of the, uh, of the news and they'd say, eh, maybe there'll be something to talk about. <laughs> and now they're fire. Yes. Real quick, I guess I should ask. We'll talk quick hockey. Seattle Kraken, do you like the name? Um, I think it has a bad connotation, and I know it's not so much meant to, but I don't think Kraken's a good name. Why? It's a sea monster. I know, but it's a little bit too close to... Oh, crack. are you worried because everybody's made the joke that they're going to call the arena the crack house and the fans the crackheads? <laughs> What's their hat going to look like? <laughs> Instead of a big piece of cheese, it's going to be a big pipe. <laughs> oh, God. If that's how you do crack, I don't know. Yeah, you're not familiar with the topic of crack. That's good to know. No. Nope. So I, I, I think I've heard it. I've heard, heard something like that. I've seen movies. I've seen movies and shows. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Sounds a little concerning. You're like, that's the pipe. You know where you do this? And it's like, Paul, you know a little too many steps. <laughs> that was my days of uh, policing. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. If you're here like six months of being a police officer. <laughs> yes. Well, it was the schooling more than anything, the wackadoodle stuff. And I said, I can't do this. No, I don't. I, I've never been able to envision you as a police officer. So I'm kind of glad you aren't. You would have been the least intimidating police officer of all time. Well, I'm too much of a nice guy. You are. I know you were going 100, but could you just like slow it down? Just, could just you slow it down, bit. please? Listen, I know she's eight centimeters dilated, but, you know, just slow down. It's safe for everybody. You have three people in the car. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Speaking of keeping things safe, though, the Miami Marlins did not do that. Florida Marlins, I don't even know. I don't know if they're Miami or Florida anymore. It doesn't matter. They're in Florida. The whole team got the virus, essentially. 17 players have tested positive for the Miami Marlins. That has basically shut down how the MLB is handling this whole situation because one team getting it has caused schedule changes galore. So first off, Paul, I got to ask, the fact that it was a team in Florida that had the major outbreak, shocking. 
Oh, yeah, really shocking. I guess they've broken every daily record, death records, uh, contracting the virus records, hospitals bursting at the seam records, and pretty shocking that that organization didn't go above and beyond on their security and safety measures. Just bizarre to me. Bizarre. I blame, I blame Derek Jeter. You blame Derek Jeter? Yes. Why? He's part, he's part of the ownership. He's part of that team. Nobody can do it like Derek Jeter. Don't ever forget that. Exactly. Nobody can get their team as infected as Derek Jeter. Don't ever forget it. Wow. No, it's 17. I thought I heard 19, but I think it's 17. Oh, it may have gone up. And two coaches and a partridge in a pear tree. I mean, dear God, did they do nothing? I, you would think, right? I don't know how that many guys got it. We know the Washington Nationals had Juan Soto who got it. Nobody else on that team seemed to have gotten it from him. So that was one guy. One guy here and there you can kind of get. 17, 19, whatever it is, that, that should not happen. So I watched some of the games, and clearly mostly Red Sox games, but I'm watching some highlights, and there are guys at bat wearing a mask. There are guys in the field wearing the masks um, that are going above and beyond. What in God? They had to have done nothing to have 19 guys get it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what they were thinking, but it lends to the question of if the Marlins have a hard time fielding a team and the MLB can't figure out how to make this work because now they're essentially operating with one team going three days at a time without any games, which kind of messes things up and the Marlins not being a team playing anybody. When are you going to make up those games? So it makes it hard to figure out. Do you think if it gets worse, if like one other team has an outbreak, do you think the MLB just shuts it down? If another team gets it, there's one thing to reschedule one team that probably isn't going to make it anyway, but you schedule another set another team or two more teams you're gonna have triple headers to make up the games because it's a shortened season it's all crammed in I, I don't know how you do it I, I don't know how they make that work um, and, and yeah I think if they have another outbreak like that it's just uh, and, and that's with warm weather and I don't know I just think well they've already said I just saw a report yesterday that this virus clearly doesn't operate like other ones with warm weather. It kind of just keeps going and chugging along. So yep. the warm weather doesn't seem to make a difference. The Miami Marlins not playing doesn't seem to really make a difference either. Because, well, you could honestly have a full baseball season with them and people wouldn't even remember that they were there. Yeah, I guess that's probably true. And there's a few others that are like it. Um I thought we were down a bad road with a local team, but last night they pulled it out. I just, I don't know. I, I, you can say it for any sport. If they don't do what they're supposed to do, it's going to cause mayhem. And yes. you know what? Maybe, maybe they get together and they create a rule. You screw us up and you're out. And you're just out for the season and for yourself. Yeah, I don't know how they figure it out. But the MLB did come out today. They did move somewhat swiftly with trying to figure out how to maybe – prevent more of these happening and came up with a few new rules and implications of kind of what you need to do as a team to try to avoid this type of outbreak. So one surgical mask will now be required on all traveling. They can't wear cloth masks anymore to try to get a little more protection for them. Besides that, they also will have a compliance officer now given to every single team. And that person's main job will be to make sure players do not no, players do follow social distancing rules, mask wearing rules, trying to make sure players on the road do not leave their hotels to go out onto the town because that's another thing they're trying to do to make sure it doesn't happen. Basically, 
a full-time babysitter for your team to make sure these grown men follow the rules. And, and, and you know, I, uh, a, a football team that has a canceled season was all seen out partying a college football team. Um, cause you know, they, they think they have are above getting it, getting this stuff. So, you know, it's Rutgers and they're being investigated. What the heck is wrong with people? I don't know. Cause especially Rutgers, I don't know what they're doing. The big 10 is going to have a, is their plan is to have a season just in conference play Rutgers. I mean, like the Marlins, nobody's going to care if they're there or not. They're terrible, but still. It fills the seats. It pays some bills, but they're not going to fill the seats. So what are they, TV, I guess? I don't yeah. know. I, I, so I think they have, uh, to have grown men, as you put it, have to have a compliance officer. It's crazy. Um, but clearly the Marlins needed it. And where's the organization? Yeah, I don't know where the organization is, what they're doing, but hopefully this gets figured out. But we're going to keep on the MLB train because the MLB, while making good moves with the COVID situation, at least of trying to figure out a way to make this still work because they aren't in a bubble like the NBA and NHL. They're letting teams travel, so they have to kind of take a different approach. One thing they took a terrible approach with is the suspension of relief pitcher Joe Kelly of the Dodgers. Paul, I don't know if you saw it, but the other night, Joe Kelly, everybody basically did. I don't know how you would have missed it. Joe Kelly had a few choice words for Carlos Correa, basically saying, nice swing, bitch, after he missed a strike three. And he also threw 96-mile-per-hour fastball over Alex Bregman's head and had a few choice words with that. Got eight-game suspension. Not, not just like eight games regular season, 162-game suspension, eight games in a 60-game season. That's equivalent to 22 games in a 162-game season, which is just absurd for a guy that did not make contact with his pitch anywhere on Alex Bregman said he missed him. He didn't get hit. And all he did was say some few choice words while leaving the mound to another player. And they said it was because of his past history, which involved a six game suspension for fighting, physically fighting somebody and pegging them in the back when he was with the Red Sox. So it begs the question, did the MLB take this punishment too far? And are they protecting the Astros from trying to have other pitchers hit them this season because of the cheating they did, which they got zero games for? Yes and yes. I believe the they're sending a message with COVID. If you taunt and cause the bench clearing, if you will. I mean, again, we said grown men. You said grown men earlier. Uh, grow up, and it's part of baseball, and he didn't hit him. Eight games. I think they're out of their minds. I think they're just, that's a COVID punishment. And what the team's all said, is he going to, is he going to, um, is he going to fight it? Or does he just take the hit? How many games will he really miss himself? One. Well, he's a relief pitcher. Like five yeah. or six guaranteed he probably well, would have thrown him. So I guess then I, it's overreaction. It's a hundred percent overreaction. And are they protecting the Astros? I don't know. I, 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 of course they are. And because that thing's going to run, that's going to be a runaway train. And somebody in every game is going to get beat. We talked about this a couple of months ago, yes. that it was just going to be a free for all. And you thought they Which, should. It should be. It should be totally allowed. Give the guys, give him two or three game suspension. It's a shortened season. It's 60 games. There's no fans in the crowd. There's nobody there to do the job of booing and keep paying them back like they should. And of course, there was one guy I saw on Twitter who said, 
Well, he should have been suspended. It was rightfully deserved. He wasn't even on the Dodgers in 2017. Well, yeah, he wasn't. But he was on the Red Sox in 2017 and had to face off in the season against the Astros and face them as an American League pitcher. He's still pissed. No pitcher, it doesn't matter if it was in the postseason or not, no guy, no pitcher that had to face the Astros in 2017 is going to like them. They cheated. And a commentator last night in the game had a phenomenal comment on a strike three call on Jose Altuve. He was caught looking on a strike three. And the commentator simply said, well, it is much harder to guess what pitch is coming instead of knowing it. And left it at that. Touche. Touche. That is a great comment. That is, that is, it, it sums up the entire thing. Yep. You, you, you're taking the guesswork out of it. The eight-game suspension is laughable. Manfred should be ashamed as a commissioner to hand that down because it is basically just saying, hey, you did something we didn't like, but you didn't hurt anybody. You didn't do any damage to the game. You just said some bad words, and you threw a pitch high above a guy's head. Eight games. Oh, yeah, by the way, it's against the team who cheated an entire season's worth and won a World Series. They got nothing, though. We're going to talk to you and deal with you and make you the example so other pitchers hopefully don't do this. It's just a complete joke of a punishment, a shortened season especially. You were taking away a guy for like an eighth of the season because he said, nice swing, bitch. I I like his comment as much as the commentators. Nice swing, bitch. And you know what? (laughs) I think if he wanted to hit him, he could have. He could have. Joe Kelly Fight Club started in Boston. It's funny because I always thought he was going to be kind of a quiet kind of guy, but look at him go. And you know what? There's a brotherhood amongst those pitchers. You think that's going to stop a pitcher from beating somebody? Oh, no. Guys are still going to do it. And the whole social media people now love Joe Kelly. If they didn't know who he was before, they love him now because he did what everybody wants to do. And the MLB then tried to make him a scapegoat, which only made him more of a hero. He even tweeted out a picture, I think, on his Instagram of him sitting on a park bench with three kids and photo-imposed Astros player faces on them because he's basically saying, I'm your dad now. They, um, they certainly so, um, they, they, they made it bigger than it needed to be, and you're right. They made him the hero in it. Yeah. Everybody's siding with Joe Kelly. Four Not games. everybody. Four games, people would have been like, okay, it seems a little harsh, but like, I get it. Four games. Eight games for a relief pitcher is excessive. Like if it didn't was hit a starting him. pitcher, I guess. Didn't it. hit him. There's never any taunting in baseball, really. And by the way, they have um, – could have hit him if he wanted to. And I think you're right. The commissioner should be ashamed. I, I, it's crazy. The whole thing is crazy. And if he thinks that's going to stop, uh, everybody's a grown – man, if I'm sitting on the bench and I'm afraid of COVID and I have my mask on, I think we let it go. Suck it up, batter. Suck it yeah. up. And, I mean, the bench is cleared, but everybody kept their kind of distance from each side. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, it's but like it watching was, the argument, the coach argument with the ump and the they both taking their the mask out of his pocket. And, and, then, and, then they, was, and his little ear elastic piece was the same, so he wound it around his ear. It was kind of comical to watch. It is. It's it, kind it of like, like you get out there, you start arguing with the umpire. The umpire's doing that. You're kind of like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to argue anymore. I'm just going to go back. Yeah, then he backs off, takes off his mask, a few more parting words. It was kind of comical. It is. It's a, whole, it's a whole new way of looking at baseball. But 
the Joe Kelly suspension is clearly the most laughable thing to happen so far in this baseball season outside of the Red Sox and how bad their pitching is because it's just got awful. For what Joe Kelly did and the, and the punishment he got, he got worse than the entire Astros organization. Yeah. Just saying. It's ridiculous. For what they did. It was, it's, it was unnecessary. It's uncalled for. They say they're using his past against him. It's kind of BS. You yeah, nobody ever, nobody ever threw at anybody. Nobody ever beamed anybody. Yeah. It's nonsense. He got six games for fighting, physically fighting people. You're saying based, based on that incident, because that's his past, him saying a few choice words and throwing above a guy's head, that gets him to push to eight games. That just seems – if there was a fight, if there was physical interaction, I get it. If he hit the guy and hurt him, sure. Joe Kelly said in the past, I throw my fastball sometimes. I don't know where it's going. I think, by the way, in general, I think there's 90% hope that ball's going where you want it to go and 10% skill. And sometimes I laugh when the commentator says, boy, nobody can put it in that corner like he does. And I'm laughing, thinking he doesn't think he can either. He just hopes it hits. It's a hope and a prayer. It's an aim whole thing. Sometimes it just slips a little bit and over the head. Yeah. Again, I think they made Joe Kelly the hero in this. Oh, definitely. And speaking of heroes, you can be a betting hero if you go to my bookie. Baseball season's back in action. The NBA starts tonight, or it started last night by the time you're hearing this. Maybe the NFL happens, but when you do, go to my bookie, sign up. You're not going to regret it. And when you do, use promo code 12OnSports. You will get matched up to a $1,000 bonus matching with your deposit. That's $1,000 you can get matched up to. That would be $2,000 you get in your till using the promo code 12 on sports on my bookie. Don't miss out. Sports are back. Gambling's back. Life is good. Unless you're an NFL team, because, Paul, that's what we're going to talk about, because a lot of players are choosing to opt out now because I think they have until August 1st to decide if they're going to play this season. And so far, we at least know – being up in Massachusetts, six Patriot players have opted out. I know an Eagles player has opted out, a few Chiefs players, and I think a few other guys. My question is, if enough big names opt out, do they have a season? Do they, does the NFL even try? Do they try to just bring in extra people? How do they make this work? How do teams make this work? Have you now try to find replacements for their star linebackers, for their star safeties, for their third wide receiver and offensive tackles that they need. Like, how, do, how does this work? I think they do have a season. I think they dig deep to replace those players. Unfortunately, it's going to impact the record books. Um, I, you know, you mentioned New England. I think um, I sympathize with those guys. They're making some serious decisions all about the health of their family. And yeah. how, do you, how do you find fault with that? Um, they talked... I, I watched – was it Patrick Chung? I watched the interview Patrick Chung, and he described his phone call with Bill Belichick and how understanding he was, what a great guy he was, and everyone thinks he is a bad guy, but um, totally understood. Now, is that how that conversation really went? Who knows? But Who knows? it seemed to be that – how do you find fault with it? I, you know, we have cancer survivors, that we have people who live with their 80-year-old parents. We, we have, have people, people with their babies. babies. I don't know, you know, and, and it's, it's a big decision. And they're opting out of 
I think what do they get? They get a certain amount of salary if they don't if they opt out. So um, you get three hundred and fifty thousand dollars for your salary for the year if you are considered a high risk situation. And if you're just opting out to opt out, it's $150,000 that you get as well. So I get it. Guys have to be smart, such as Marquise Goodwin, who the Eagles traded for in the draft. I don't know how, I don't know how the opting out works. I don't know if like, if you opt out this year, then you're required to kind of play next year on the contract you would have had this year, because not that there's obviously nothing wrong with choosing to opt out, but if a team like the Eagles, they trade draft picks away to require this player if he doesn't now play because he opted out, what happens there? Like these are the different things that I don't know the specific details about. Obviously in the grand scheme, they don't matter. He's opting out because he just had a daughter after his wife had multiple miscarriages throughout the time trying. They finally had, they said their miracle baby and he doesn't want to chance anything happening to them. Can't fault that. Nope. Uh, Even if they opt out because they're afraid, I I think – you know, some of the big names are dropping, uh, are opting out now. I, you know, what do they have, one more day? I think, I think one a day, day or two day. at least. I forget yeah, exactly what it is. I, I think you might see a, a little bit of a snowball effect, and I think some of the guys that are like, I'm not going to be the first one, but boy, I don't want to play. Um, but I do think the season will continue. You know, I'm, I'm listening to them talk about season ticket holders being able to be at the game. I don't know how they're handling that because I think that's really up to the state government on allowing that type of venue to exist. So um, who knows? But I think they do need to do need to do it. Um, I think they will continue to do it. I think, you know, Patriots have six, I think, six or seven. Six or they're seven gonna at least. And, and, and they're going to have to give some guys a chance, and it's just the way it's going to be. And then I'm thinking, what about the poor bugger that might get hurt in this reduced uh I don't know, quality of player. Well, that's what I'm worried about too. With no preseason games, like they've d- agreed upon, it's also hard to now think about because guys get hurt in the preseason all the time. I feel like that's where you kind of work out the kinks too. Your body gets kind of ramped up. Now the first four weeks of the season are going to kind of feel like preseason, which also is weird. So it's going to be an interesting season. I'm curious to see how many more big names opt out of the season because such as Dante Hightower – he can opt out. He's won three Super Bowls. He's been to Pro Bowls. He, he's had a good career. But there's guys that are chasing that Super Bowl ring that might be like, ah, I want to, but I kind of don't want to miss my opportunity. So it's going to yeah, be interesting. I think that's, uh, yep, I think you'll see a few more. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if you see a, a few more um, opt out. Uh, but I do think the season will go on. Yeah, I do have a conspiracy theory, though, for that. For the Patriots specifically. I think Bill is telling his top players, take the year off, opt out, come back next year fully healthy. We're going to bomb this season, get the number one pick, draft Trevor Lawrence, start our next dynasty run. <laughs> Everybody write that down. You heard it from Greg Gowan. Especially because there's a GM who said, I have a feeling Bill has something to do with all these players opting out. <laughs> Bill's that playing chess and everybody's playing checkers. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So I wouldn't Chinese be shocked. Checkers, I wouldn't even know how to play that, but those marbles and stars. and <laughs> Everybody knows this is going to be a weird NFL season. It's the first one without Brady. Yeah, people are like, well, why would you have signed Cam Newton? Why would you sign Cam Newton if, if they're going to tank? Pretty simple. Bill's not going to make it obvious they're tanking, but if you take all the talent off the team outside of Cam Newton – 
you're not going to win. <laughs> so, so Cam Newton, by the way, seven and a half million dollars, and that's that, that was his contract. Yeah. Now it's reduced, right? Or is he getting the whole seven and a half million? Who cares? That's short money. Yeah. That's short money to look good like you're trying. That's for Don yeah. Shaw. And if he has a decent season, he still get paid by somebody else. So it's not like it's a lose-lose situation for him. He still wins. He gets his reps in, shows people he's healthy. He moves on. Patriots get their I next like, dynasty quarterback. I like the conspiracy theory. I Bill coaches until he's 90. <laughs> well, he's got his two sons now as assistants. He's uh, setting, the, setting the tone. <laughs> They're just going to push him around in a wheelchair when he's 90 and pretend he's the coach still. Wheel him out to the field like Rose Kennedy. In his hoodie. <laughs> well, that was terrible. <laughs> but yeah, that's my mini, That's my little conspiracy theory that Bill's definitely mastermind to all his top guys just taking a rest. If like all of a sudden three like Edelman's out, the guys like that go out, it's definitely a thing. <laughs> so as this thing starts to rear its ugly head and it, and things do get worse and people get it, a player must still have the option to opt out somehow. I, I guess they kind of do. But again, if you opt out, you cannot return for yep. the entire season. So all these guys are making this decision now. For all you know, September rolls around. Everything's d- done and nice and dandy and people are back to normal lives. All these guys still can't play. So that's kind yeah. of the risk you're taking. It doesn't seem like that's going to happen, obviously. But oh. if it did, they still have to remember they can't come back. So maybe the Marlins, maybe the Marlins should volunteer for the uh, the uh, shot in the arm there, the uh, vaccine. <laughs> All the different vaccines. got nothing else to do. They got nothing. Yeah, they got, got fourteen days to hang around. We'll see if athletes, <laughs> if it helps them, then maybe more sports can happen. Besides that, one more sport to talk about, Paul, for the show this week: the NBA returns. It returned last night, technically. Starts Thursday night. This will be out Friday. So starts last night. We had the Clippers, Lakers, and Pelicans, and the Jazz starting things off. You don't watch much basketball, but are you kind of happy at least that basketball is returning? It's another sense of normalcy. You know, it's, it's pretty cool, and I think basketball, and, and I, I know you're going to fall off your chair when I say this, and hockey kind of got this thing right um, with the bubble situation and, you know, Oh, I Not agree. really a bubble, a bubble, but boy, you know, it's they seem to have it right now. When you're out there playing, and I think they're testing every other day, if I'm not mistaken. All I know is no. they've for the NBA. I think it's been since July 23rd. They have not had a positive test, so that's pretty well, good. And the NHL, I think, has said they've tested 4,000 something people and haven't had any comeback positive since everything started. Well, I think that's a a, a way to do it, and I know. It's, you, that football would be a little absurd um, to try to do that, but I, I, I hats off to the NBA and and to hockey and and getting it right. Seriously, the NBA has done it right. The NHL has done it right with their so-called bubbles. The thing I'm most curious about is things like such as Lou Williams. Now, Paul, I don't know if you heard about this. Lou Williams played for the Clippers, six-man award winner, very talented player left the bubble for a personal family reason and then was photographed at a gentleman's club called Magic City in Atlanta as he was outside the bubble, but claimed he was there for the chicken. Is that what they call it these days? Well, actually, after doing some research and discussing with one of my NBA confidants, 
James, who is an NBA expert, he informed me that, no, do your research. The place that he went to called Magic City is known for their chicken. And in fact, he has his own wings named after him at the establishment. So he legitimately went for the chicken. <laughs> that's, so, okay. Did somebody say that's not a good idea? Maybe have uh, somebody go get it for you? Well, seeing how it's in Atlanta, it's kind of hard to go from Orlando to Atlanta, but he was going driving through Atlanta to wherever the personal matter was and was hungry, stopped for some wings, and was photographed. Therefore, he got pushed into a 10-day quarantine once returning, so he'll miss the beginning part of the season where he's established again. So he misses the game tonight against the Lakers. He's a key piece for the Clippers. But you just kind of got to laugh that he made the reasoning of, I wanted to go for the chickens, and he actually meant it. Uh, well, that is kind of a funny story, but I hope it was worth it. It must be worth it. They named it after him. I mean, the wings, I've seen pictures of the wings. that They looked pretty damn good. And I actually mean the chicken. Yeah, they're, they're, they're wings. Uh, you know, if, <laughs> there's no such thing as chicken wings that are that good that you have to quarantine for, <laughs> for 10 days. There might be. <laughs> Maybe. I do there like my wings. Exactly. You, that's a sense of normalcy for him, getting his wings at his, at his favorite gentleman's club. Oh, boy. <laughs> Besides so, that. No one, ever said, no one ever said any of these guys went to MIT. Just saying. I actually think, no, I don't think any have. There might be a no. Harvard grad or two in the league. Maybe. Anyway, though, one other question for the NBA, because a funny story came out also from it. Now, Paul, if you were going to a bubble, such as the NBA's, and you knew you were going to be there for a few months because you were on one of the more competitive teams. How, how many pairs of underwear might you pack? If I was going to I'd bring every pair of underwear I owned. So, like, you'd probably at least bring more than seven pairs, right? Well, yeah, because you figure if you're going to be practicing and I don't know. I, yeah, I'd bring every pair I owned. I'd bring, I think, maybe 20 pair. That makes sense. See, that's, all right. that's probably the correct number, at least around 20. Well, J.R. Smith, who was on the Lakers, thought seven was the perfect number of pairs of underwear to bring because he figured one for each day. That's logical. Monday pair, Tuesday pair, probably has it written on it somewhere. But J.R. Smith thought even though he'd be tested all the time, practicing, workouts, all these different things, somehow seven pairs of underwear would be enough to get him through at least seven days or at least every few days and then do laundry. He didn't realize that he'd probably take like four showers a day and need a new pair of underwear every single time. So he is running out of underwear and fast and has to try to figure out how to get more. Because how, does this, <laughs> how does this become a news story without just going on Amazon or Walmart or something and J. getting yourself some underwear? J.R. Smith is that guy in the NBA that you just kind of look at and you're like, oh, J.R., come on, what are you doing? He's the guy that in the NBA Finals a few years ago caught the rebound with two seconds left and instead of shooting, ran towards half court when the game was tied instead of taking a shot. And LeBron James, it's a classic photo of him like pointing at the clock being like, what are you doing? And him being like, what? I didn't know. He also goes everywhere shirtless was like his thing for a while. So he's that guy that would definitely pull this move. Publicity. He probably has 30 pair of underwear. Well, now he's going to have 30 pairs. I'm sure everybody is sending him underwear to promote. Why not, right? Every, every, every manufacturer and every one of his 
friends is going to draz him by sending him underwear, and God only knows what he's going to get. <laughs> but one of those few other things that I kind of thought was kind of funny, a story come out of the bubble. Because, well, you hear about a guy bringing only seven pairs of underwear because he thought he'd have one for every single day. It makes you chuckle a little bit because he's, again, like we said with baseball players, a grown man. <laughs> I bring seven pairs of underwear when I go away for two nights. I know you do. <laughs> I think that's more of a bathroom issue. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just have this thing about underwear being clean. I, well, I think most people do. I All change right, my underwear when I brush my teeth. Just shit. <laughs> Paul, one last thing to get to. It's a would you rather, but before we do that, if you're watching or listening to us, make sure you check out all the other shows at 12 on sports on Zingo TV. Zingo TV is a free web channel you go you type in the promo code 12 ounce that's one two oz and you catch all your favorite 12 on sports shows you can see our podcast replayed it's really just our literally our label but you can still hear us and see us on a tv screen you won't actually see our beautiful faces but that's okay but when you go on zingo tv you can check out all the other great shows on 12 on sports that's zingo tv z-i-n-g-o tv promo code 12 ounce now paul are you ready for the would you rather? You came up with it. I am ready for it. Do you want to present it? Because, I mean, you came up with it. It was a good idea. Or do you forget by now? I No, I, I actually remember. I know sometimes I forget things. But here I go. So, would you rather spend bubble time with the NBA folks till the end of the season? Or would you rather spend your time in the hockey bubble and watch the remainder of the NFL season, uh, NHL season? So hockey or basketball, live with the players, watch any games you want, you're quarantined. Which one do you like? See, I already know for a fact we're probably going to have different answers on this just because of what we prefer to watch. I'm going to say the NBA because, one, I would love to hang out with the guys like LeBron James and Devin Booker and Paul George. All these guys you see on TV seem to have good personalities, fun times. I want to see just how big James Harden's beard actually is because he's known as the beard. You got to at least see it in person. So I got to go with the NBA because also bass fishing, shotgunning beers, that's right up my alley. I know you don't love shotgunning beers, but why not? You're in the bubble life. I still never have. So I am going to shock you, but I am going with the NBA and for many of the same reasons as you. So weighing heavily is the fact that they're in Florida. So I have to be in the bubble with access, quarantined, meet the famous players, watch the games I want to watch. Conversely, I can go to Canada and watch (laughs) hockey players, of which I don't know 10 of them. I might have heard a name, um, but you know, you said it. Meet LeBron James, watch some of these guys play. Um, of course, I'd lean towards watching the Celtics games, but I don't know three Bruins either. I, I, I only know what Duke and Stiglione talks about on the local news as a sportscaster, and I hear those names. I can only pick out Zidane Chower because he's 92 feet tall on skates. Exactly. Other than that, I'm going to I'm going to Florida. I'm going to drive in because I don't want to go through an airport. 
and I don't want to go to any public restrooms, and I'm going to go to the bubble, I'm going to quarantine for my time, and then I'm going to have at it, watch the games, do some bass fishing, and who knows, Greg, maybe I'd even shotgun a beer. Oh, we're going to get you to shotgun a beer by the end of summer if I have my work way with you. Excuse me. <laughs> I just know it takes a few few drinks. Take advantage. <laughs> take, take advantage yeah. of you. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, I, I'm all I'm all about the NBA on the bubble. I think I mean, that they've got it right. Things to do, people to see. Honestly, if you're gonna go a? between one of the bubbles, yeah, like what are they gonna do in Canada compared to what they're gonna do in the NBA bubble? The NBA bubble seems fun. They have bass fishing, guys are drinking, guys are hanging out, playing video games, just like chilling, they can golf. I don't think you can do any of that in the hub cities that the NHL is offering. No, I think you probably can stay in a hotel room. And then get, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm all about, I'm all about the NBA. How about that? How about that? I am shocked. So am I. I know. (laughs) But you do talk more NBA than you do hockey. So I guess that might say something. Well, you know me and hockey and tennis, right? Uh, I don't know which one's worse. Wow. I probably can do more tennis players than I can hockey players. You were comparing hockey and tennis as your two sports that you just like can't stand, which is hilarious to me. Being in the fact that you grew up in Massachusetts and like hockey is like next to the Bible because everybody up here is Irish Catholic. (laughs) Well, when I was younger, I think I watched more hockey and then I just kind of lost its luster. I don't know. Maybe I just got too old to watch all these guys beat the tire out of each other out on the ice. I'd also rather be in the NBA bubble than watch the Red Sox currently. So there's also that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, I think... If they can stay healthy, I, I, I definitely... God, they they can stay healthy. They might outlast every other team who gets the virus. <laughs> That's it. The team, that, the team that keeps COVID away wins the World Series. The World Series champion this year? The doctors, because they kept their mask on. There you go. God, at least put it on for the, in the first place. But, oh, yeah, no. Definitely NBA bubble has to reign supreme. The MLB, I don't know if they could do a bubble situation... I don't know how they would. They'd have to have some area that there's multiple baseball fields near each other because you can't have all games played on one field. The field would get turned up just like it would in football. Yeah, it'd have to be a National League um, turf, AstroTurf. Um, otherwise, you're right. It'd, it'll look like a, an old college mud bowl. Yeah, and um, who really wants to spend their bubble life in Tampa Bay? Right? Every single only, game in that only, dome would be awful. Only TB12. They'd be like, oh, hey, the ball hit that thing on the third rack of the roof again. What's that rule again? Oh, it's a home run. Yeah, oh. <laughs> 100 games today, that- nine. <laughs> oh. And what if you have extra innings? It delays the rest of the games. Yeah, you can put so- a guy on first, second, and third. It's- hey, that happened, by the way. The yeah, first time did. it happened, it was a grand slam grand that slam, won the right? game. Yeah, That's awesome. A walk-off grand slam, you can't beat it. You can't. And also maybe, maybe they heard you say, I hate that rule. And they're like, you know what? We'll get a grand slam just to make them feel better about it. Hey, at least the other day we were watching it and, and watching the game and, and my grandson actually got his little um, Adirondack chair and sat down and watched it. And I, I was kind of in awe at, at how much he likes it already, but those games are too darn long, too long. Yeah, they grabbed the Adirondack. Your other grandson grabbed his baseball bat. 
Yeah, two kids ready to go. I got to. I, I I watched. I watched him do it. I watched him just mesmerized by by the team. And I know they both like Wally, but they do both like the game as well. So pretty cool. They might like Wally a little more. Maybe by the time they're adults, it'll be a seven inning. Um, I don't know. They got to do something to make the game more exciting. I like the nine innings. I'm a I'm a purist of baseball in that way. Don't shorten the game. Don't shorten the innings. Figure out how to speed up the game with the pitchers and the changes and all that. Yeah, yeah. I know they the visits to the mound, but that was like uh, giving somebody a Dixie cup to bail out the Uncatana. Hey, the game the the games I feel like have been moving a bit faster. They're like around three hours. That's football time. Yeah, it's just there's a lot more going on in a football game. There is, but there isn't when you really think about it. There's so, a total of six minutes of action total in like a football game. There's thirty something minutes of like them standing around. Yeah, I, I gotta think about back to to football going with live games. Think back in the winter when the teams are lined up, the games in the north. It looks like a bunch of bulls with the the air they're breathing out. I mean, are they gonna do face masks? What the heck are they gonna do? I can't even imagine. I don't know. That's why a lot of guys are gonna opt out. Yeah, but I'm sure we'll have more guys to talk about whether we do a show next week or not. We're gonna have to figure out this time thing, Paul, because with a new baby, we're recording this at one of the nap times. It could be a different nap time next week. It could be like nine o'clock at night next time I get an opportunity to record. Well, we'll get through it. There might be weeks that it's just me talking to a blank screen because you're asleep because it's too late. I'll have to phone it in. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll put my laptop and aim it at a picture of me, like. Oh, by the way, in the game last night at 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 um, the Mets Red Sox City game, Field. yes, City Field. Thank you for helping me with that. You're welcome. They've got all the cutouts of the fans, and one of them was in the peanut M M&M. and M. I find that very entertaining. The Just Mets have had a few good ones. They also had a dog in the stands too, as a cutout, like a giant dog cutout. I think they um, they they spend money foolishly, clearly. Um, one quick parting question. Okay. Do you think, do you think Alex, Rod, Alex Rodriguez and, and J-Lo and their partner are going to try to buy some time and not buy that team this year? Yeah, I think, I think ownership changing would be hard right now during all this. I think when things get back to normal, that's when hopefully Mets fans can pray the Wilpons finally give up control of the team because Mets fans hate them. And I kind of think they hate Mets fans. Who'd have thought it? Uh, an ownership could make things worse and everything they do just makes it worse. Yep. Everything the Wilpons do does make it worse. Well, Paul, I think that wraps it up for this week. I don't know how long we've been doing the show. I've lost track. Time is nothing to me anymore. Days of the week. I don't, is it Monday? Is it Friday? I don't even know anymore. That's what happens um, as the brood gets bigger and there's nothing like it. So enjoy every single moment. That's what I keep being told. Well, Paul, thanks for joining me. At this random hour. Thank you for having me at this random hour. And tonight I'll be able to go to bed at a decent hour. I love it. Yeah, good for you. Aren't you lucky? Well, guys, this has been The Sports Dance. Thanks for tuning in. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We'll be back next week, I think, with some more Sports Dance. Have a good one. The Sports Dance.